Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams, brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Hi, I'm Neil Driscoll and welcome back to our Boating Insights. I'm lucky enough today to be joined by Mark Hunter, who owns a business based in Sydney that covers all of Australia called um, Facu Wash Sail and Canvas Cleaning. So thanks very much for joining us today, Mark. Yeah, thank you, Neil. Uh, nice to chat. So um, Mark's going to share some of the gold that he's learned from um, cleaning. I mean, they, I've, I've met him through the boating world, but they clean you know, pretty much any canvas you can think of. So you know, tents or um, what other than, other than tents and sails? Is there anything camper else? Trailers. The camper trailers. Camper uh, trailers. Actually, the vacuous process is designed for yacht sails. But as a byproduct of it, it actually works excellent for any large canvas. Uh, we've done things um, like uh, huge marquees for Concord Hospital. We've done old canvas sails um, off the Alexandra Shackleton. That was an interesting job. Uh, camper trailers, any yacht canvas at all, um, outdoor canvas around your swimming pool, um, large awnings over playgrounds. Uh, you know, if it's a large bit of uh, fabric, um, then uh, we can clean it. Thanks, mate. And um, just to give you a bit of background on this, so we're, we're, we're positioning, I mean, if, you, if you've ever seen the two of us in a room together, you realise we could make this ridiculously long and chat all day. So what we're angling this one for you today is giving you some tips to try and explain ways that you could get more life out of your sail. Obviously, we'll explain how the vacuum wash and other ideas that can also help with that. But the... The big bit for you is um, just giving you some tips to make sure that you understand how to look after your sales. And why we want you to understand that is there's some epic benefits. So number one is, uh, goes without saying, but it's resale value. If you're looking at a video of a boat or pictures of a boat with dirty sales, um, and then you're looking at one with clean, good-looking sales, you're obviously going to be interested in that. Um, there's some other massive benefits. I'm actually going to let Mark explain those. So Mark, can you just explain why people would be interested in kind of having clean sales and what what the downsides of not looking after them are going to be? Yeah, sure. Uh, the obvious uh, advantage of having clean sales is they look good. You polish your boat, you paint your boat, you do your stainless steel, it all sparkles. Um, nothing's worse than unfurling a black, green, mouldy sail. Um, uh, it, it would just ruin the whole, it does ruin the whole look of your boat. Um, so that, that that's your uh, first reason to keep your sails clean. Uh, the other reason is um, is that a dirty sail, uh, by definition, has grit in it, um, and that grit will grind away at the fabric itself. I mean, you really can't see it. You really can't make. You really can't see um, that happening. But it will it will shorten the life of your sail without doubt. That mould as well will be eating away at your sail. Uh, some people say a mouldy sail is fine, doesn't hurt it. Well, uh, I beg to differ on that. Um, uh, and and also the mould on the um, if you're if you're furling your sails um, and they're out in the weather the whole time. If you remember um, uh, back quite a few years ago, boats used to be a lot smaller. Sails weren't left on the rigs; they were folded up, put down below in their sail bags. Now they're left outside in the weather, two four seven. They're always out there in the weather. Therefore, sails are getting dirty, and they're they're exposed to that UV, that damage, the pollution, and um, and you are just going to extend the life of your sails, and therefore um, reduce your sailing costs by getting them um, by getting them cleaned. 
Yeah, thanks, mate. And I think one of the things I've found as well is often, um, yeah, if you are taking care of your sails and you you also just give yourself more chance that the days on the boat actually end up with how you imagine them. So it doesn't take too long to kind of find a story of someone that went out for a sail and felt a head sore. Uh, the head broke on it and suddenly they find the, the day sailing has turned into figuring out getting their sail repaired and working out how they're going to get a swivel down from the uh, from the fourth day. So when we're, when we're looking here, we want to give you some ideas of things that you can do that are super simple as well as getting um, sails cleaned that will just uh, prolong the life of your sails and give you a bit more fun. Now, one of the first ones that I've got is just if you're going out, um, you know, it fits the whole use what you have campaign, but if you're going out on the boat and you're just even just motoring, um, you know, a couple of miles to a bay, just pull the sail out. Even if you just do one one week, one another week. But the, the thing is, it's amazing how wet the sails will get when they're furled or in the bag. So just it means that, yes, the sail will dry, but also, odds are, if you get that sail out, you'll probably have a quick sail and it it is quite easy to end up having a sailing boat and then realizing that you've just motored around and haven't actually got sails out for ages so that is something to consider um mark any other ideas that you've got things you've seen like low hanging fruit well sure um well first of all just on what you said neil um i'm amazed at the number of brand new sails i clean uh it's almost like the boats purchased at the boat show and two years later someone says what's this thing sticking out the top of the boat and uh, the sails have never been out and they're just they're brand new and i can tell they're brand new because the telltales are the things that flutter in the wind and they're not frayed the sails never been used and these telltales are brand new and the sail is dirty as anything um so 100 percent correct neil uh take the sail out um use it and isn't that why you bought the boat anyway um and a few other tips uh just on um on how to uh keep the sails um in top condition um, I mentioned before about the UV damage on, on sails UV damage is huge and I see it all the time keep the head of the mainsail in the bag keep the clue of the mainsail in the bag and if it doesn't fit get your trimmer down there to make an extra cover to go over it the head sail uh, the obvious one is to fill the head sail the correct way so the UV strip is on the outside and yes it happens a lot the UV strip does get filled on the inside I've seen it uh, the other one is furl it all the way. Don't leave that last metre of headsail clue flapping in the wind. That UV strip is only on one side. Um, and the other side of the headsail, the clue will be exposed to the UV. Dacron is not UV. Um, it, it, it disintegrates under UV very quickly. Uh, and therefore, uh, it may not be the head that rips out of your sail. It could well be the, um, the clue, which would be worse. Uh, what else is there? Um, there was another one in the top of my brain, but it's gone now. Um, oh, yes, in-mast furling mainsail, the same as your uh, headsail. Make sure you furl it all the way so it's just the, um, the clue of the mainsail with the UV strip that is exposed. Even go a little bit further. Stick, why stick any of it out? Stick it all in. Um, that way you're, not, you know, you're looking after the UV strip. Man, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, now, just to kind of go on from here, I think what we should do... So I, I'm super excited to do, kind of get into a bit of myth busting we did this in a warm-up and we uh, we had a lot of fun and we'll share them with you shortly but while we've got you here i think you know it's it's kind of cool to understand just the sail washing can you just explain i mean why we're putting a sail in a vacuum and because um, you know you only have to jump onto facebook and 
you'll find an expert that tells you that you just drop your sail in a swimming pool and the chlorine will do the job for you. Can you maybe, <laughs> I don't want to do all the debunking straight away, but maybe just explain the, the issues around putting a sail in a, a chlorine swimming pool to clean it and then maybe just explain the vacuum wash and then we'll get into some of the other fun ones. Sure, uh, swimming pool. Yep, I, I've heard that. Um, chuck your sail in. Uh, good luck trying to get it out. Uh, once those sails are wet, they weigh a tonne. And then once you do get it out, then what are you going to do with it? How are you going to dry it? Put it on the driveway, you, someone drives it, your kid drives up, drives over it, the dog walks on it, or even worse, on it. Um, uh, sure, if you've got the world's smallest sail, an optimum sail, chuck that in the swimming pool um, if you want. But um, is it going to clean it? Is it going to do the right thing? Um, it's not a very controlled uh, cleaning environment at all, and more than likely is that um, you are uh, going to be calling me in the end. The number of wet sales I, re- I received from people who have said, oh, I tried to clean it myself, wet tents, oh, I tried to clean it, it's, it, it's a lot, it's a lot. It, yeah, it actually doesn't work, and there's a few things that can go wrong as well, and, um, and it's just not worth it. After our cleaning process that we do, we also do the anti-clean. Um, if you're going to drop your sail in a swimming pool, there is no anti-clean, and therefore um, uh, um, that will be a negative. Yeah, awesome, mate. So, not a massive fan of putting the sail in the uh, in, in into the swimming pool. Um, in terms of what goes on, so the whole vacuum wash from yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but basically what what's going on there is that you've got um, you put the sail into a, a canister, suck the air out, create a vacuum, and then the water can come in, enables you to get to everything all in one go. That's yeah, yeah, exactly right. The um, uh, the vacuum wash system was designed by a uh, sail maker in America. Um, he first started cleaning sails by putting them in a large spa bath. But then he realised they floated and he couldn't work out how to get the sails underwater. And so by his deduction, he worked out, well, I get the sails underwater by taking the air out. So therefore, he devised this vacuum process. Um, it's a very large stainless steel bat, which is here in my factory in Brookvale. And, uh, and the sails... Um, sit in there there's no vegetation um, at all it's just a pure vat I can make wine I can make beer I can order club meat I could do anything in the vat but I choose to clean sails um, uh, and then once there's no air uh, we rem- once there's no air it takes about half an hour to remove all the air out of the vat um, and you put the cleaning solution in the cleaning solution penetrates the fabric it goes to where the air was so therefore it gets into every fold, every nook and cranny in that cell. Everything gets, um, uh, gets the cleaning solution on it. And, uh, and then it just soaks through a period of time. Thank you. Now, um, just a bit of a 101. I mean, we go through this in a huge amount of detail in the online skipper course, but um, you're kind of basic of looking after anything on your boat is that you, first of all, you kind of keep it out in sun and salt, which is ironic that it's a boat. Then we're trying to... Uh, clean it which we've just explained while we're on topic can we just cover a bit on the the whole sail coat so that you know what's going on when we put the protection on a sail a uh, couple of the kind of applications like we talked about furling sails snuffers and and what just let's just explain it to people that don't know what's going on there sure uh neil um so what neil referring to sail coat it's a product by mclube you might have seen it in your local ship chandlery um, and a little spray can. It's a dry lubricant, um, PTFE based. Um, uh, 
most people uh, buy the little cans, they squirt it on the luff of their mainsail, they squirt it on things they want to move. It's a, it's a good product to use um, instead of WD-40 because it's dry. WD-40 uh, or any wet lubricant will actually attract dirt. So this stuff is in a little spray can and you spray it around your boat. Um, that's not what I use to put on sails. Well, I use a product called Sailco Plus and it's designed for sails. It's the same manufacturer as Sailco in the little spray can, McLube. Um, but this is designed for yacht sales. It's a commercial product. You can't buy it yourself in the, in the, at Whitworth's. And I apply it with an um, industrial spray painting gun. And what it does is it, is it coats the sail or the canvas or the fabric or my floor um, in, a, in a very uh, nanofilm of effectively Teflon is what it is. And it's also an antifungicide in there. That's why it's called Salco Plus. The plus is the antifungicide. And... And what it does is it reduces porosity, i.e. the amount of water it can absorb, by half. It removes friction from the sail, so therefore your sails will move over anything on the boat um, uh, uh, friction-free. Um, it will also, on a furling sail, um, if you think about, uh, think about a roll of paper and you, and you want to roll it up nice and tight, a chart or something, you put your finger and you screw it up nice and tight. Well, you can do that exactly with a sail, uh, much better if it's had sail coat, uh, McLube sail coat plus applied. The sail will furl tighter, and McLube tell me it's 30% tighter. And that's a huge amount. If you're thinking about that head saw on your forestay, up there in all that windage, and uh, if that furls 30% tighter, then you've got a big advantage to start with. Uh, think also about in-mass furling uh, mainsails. That's a constricted space. Um, a weekend doesn't go by, I don't sail past someone out somewhere and they're in Marsville in Maine, is stuck half in, half out. Um, uh, I say it's compulsory for those uh, sails to be sail coated. The sail will be um, uh, tight, tighter on the furl, but also going in and out of that slot on the mainsail, friction free, and therefore it's going to work. Um, uh, spinnakers, uh, spinnakers especially a, a, um, an off-the-beach spinnaker, like a skiff spinnaker. If that's going to be wet, then um, uh, which they generally are on a skiff, um, on the third hoist for the day, if that spinnaker only holds half of the amount of water because it's been sail-coated, it's going to be lighter. The crew's going to love you for it. It's, the muscle burn is going to be a lot less to get that spinnaker up. Um, on the larger boats, um, the ones that are deployed by a um, uh, sock, with a um, um, with snuffer. the a snuffer, yeah, with, with a big um, um, fiberglass um, seat, seat, toilet seat, yeah. toilet seat, I don't know, yeah, toilet seat, we call it toilet seat. Um, uh, everything has to be in your favour. So the snuffer itself has to be clean of salt, clean of dirt, and sail coated. The spinnaker itself, clean of salt, clean of dirt, and also sail coated. And therefore, that snuffer is going to work. Um, uh, I have been on the foredeck of a boat trying to get those things down, and I tell you, they're hard work. You need everything in your favour to get those spinnakers um, snuffed properly when the wind gets up. Um, and uh, spraying the sails, that sail, with uh, McLube Sailcoat Plus goes a long way to doing that. Yeah, and, and I mean, I'd just wrap that one up for you before we go on so basically if you've got a sail that you furl and you know it goes in a mast or in a boom uh, or it's up on the foresail and you want to 
you want to have a tidy furl, then it's just something to look into. And like if you are doing anything that involves setting up shorthanded flying sails, you, as you just Mark put it perfectly, you want to have as many things in your favour as possible. So as a minimum, I'd recommend that you do the calculation and, and, and see if it would be a benefit for you. Um, before we move on, uh, let's just kind of summarise a couple of things for you to make sure that you kind of get an idea. So for, your, for the... Um, for the sail maintenance, uh, one of the key things we're saying is like you want to keep them dry and get them out. Um, get them out whenever you can. Um, if, if there's been a lot of heavy weather, even if you can, just go down. I know it's not always easy, but go down and just get the sails out. and Don't leave them sitting full of water for months on end. Um, we're saying that we want to keep them protected, keep them out of the sun. Um, would you know it's definitely worth looking into in terms of maintaining the sale maintaining the value maintaining the enjoyment of what you look at and being easier to use in terms of keeping the sails clean if they're clean consider protecting them with sail coat plus um if you're thinking of putting the sail in the um in the swimming pool just make sure you've thought about how you get it out the swimming pool how you get the chlorine out the sail and where you're going to dry it um and yeah treat that one with a little bit of caution um let's just grab a couple final myths um before we wrap up for the day mate so i mean one of my favorites we talked about earlier is um when we're furling sails it's just big fan of making sure that we wrap the sheets of the head saw around the forestay a couple of times from your experience of probably seeing tens of thousands of sails have you ever seen any damage from having the, the sheets wrapped around the forestay? No, I can't imagine any damage at all. I mean, um, uh, if the sail um, is sail coated as well, then the furl is gonna be a beautiful furl, nice, nice and tight, and a couple of extra wraps on the, um, around the uh, forestay with your headsail sheets, um, there's no way that can be a negative at all, and I can only see positives out of that. Yeah, awesome. And, um, what, any others that you've kind of come across? Any other thoughts that you want to share before we, you know, if you, the magic going down on your own boat and you, you go past people sailing, if you, if you could have five minutes with someone as you went past or an, an, anything else? Uh, we were talking about sail trim a little bit earlier today. Did you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I mean, don't forget it's a sailboat. You know, it's, it's go sailing, pull the sails out. That's what they're for. I mean, and, um, and I also get asked a bit, you know, you know, does it, apart from the looks, does it, is there anything else? And I always say that, sure, um, the sails go faster. I go, and people go, what? Sails go faster? I said, yeah. If it's an ugly, dirty, mouldy sail and you've got it out, you're not going to look at it, are you? If it's a nice, clean, you've maintained it, you're going to sit there and you're going to look at it. You're going to look up at the sail. Gee, that sail needs trimming. You're going to trim it better. Clean sails go faster. Indisputable fact. Um, and look, you know, Really appreciate you freeing up the time for us. I just want to kind of give you a benchmark. Mark uses a rule of thumb. I mean, it's all done on square meterage. So basically, if you do professionally clean sales, you're looking at about 10% of the value of the sale. Um, and I think if you're looking at any boat, you'd, you'd struggle to not find, especially if you're thinking about a, a, a resale, um, that it would it would definitely stack up to, to consider getting your sails cleaned before you before you put a boat on the market. And just like a house, you know, we all tidy up a house just before we sell it and wish we'd done it years ago. Once you get yourself there, maybe it's worth thinking, like, how much more am I going to enjoy looking at this? So look, thanks very much, Mark. It's been really helpful and uh, good to have you here. Great. Uh, thanks, uh, Neil. Great talking to you.